Oh, hallelujah. Father, we once again thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for the way you are speaking to us in this new day. Thank you for your intentions. We glorify you. We magnify you. We lift you. We lift you high. We extol your name. You're worthy of glory, O oh Father. You're worthy of honor, adoration. We celebrate you once again. Thank you, Father, for the impressions of your spirit. Thank you for the revelation of Christ to us in this new day. Thank you for the new height that you have brought us into. Thank you, Father, for the impressions of your desire for this glorious day. We thank you. We appreciate you. You've continued to reveal your heart to us. You've continued to show us the things that you want us to know, the things you want us to understand, but more so the things you want us to confront. We bless your name, O oh God. Lord, as we once again approach your word, as we look into what your spirit is emphasizing and proclaiming and declaring, help us, Father, this day, O oh God, to come with a heart of commitment, heart of responsibility, O oh God. These are the values that you are looking for in this new day, a people who are ready to take responsibility. Lord, this morning, once again, I present myself as I present the ones that you have committed into our space, into our community, O oh God, to advance your intention. I commit everyone to this truth that is able to save us, that is able to build us and give us an inheritance within the demand and requirement of your kingdom in this season and time. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify your name. We lift your name on high. Our heart desire this morning again is that you will find in us, O oh God, vessels that are worthy, ready, prepare to wear that garment of divine representation in this new day. We thank you. That your kingdom through our life will find inroad into the earth again. Yes. That we will become that conduit, that instrument, that channel, that tunnel, oh God. That bridge, oh God, yes. That brings the things of heaven into earth. That's your desire. It has always been your desire from the beginning. That all your creation converge into that position of divine unity. And that's why you created man. And place him in the midst of the garden. To be the bridge. To be the, the very life that releases your light into creation. We thank you, God, that this is your demand even for our day. As we continue to pray that your kingdom come. That your will be done. May we, Father, be that voice and expression of what your kingdom is coming to manifest. We thank you. We honor you, God, that as you continue to seek a people that will reconstruct, and build, and bring a change to society. May we not point to others. May we point to ourselves. May we see ourselves, Lord, as the instrument that you have 
set aside that you're preparing. He said, if a man will purge himself from this thing, will be a vessel meet for the master's use. We pray this morning that your kingdom come. We declare this morning that our meet, our fulfillment, our desire, oh God, what brings fulfillment to our life, Lord, this is easier said than done, but may we get the revelation that what really satisfies us is doing your will. Like Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him. That we find fulfillment, oh God, in doing your will. That we find satisfaction. That we find that which brings satisfaction to our life. In doing your will. My meat is to do your will. Meat is what satisfies. Meat is what enables. Meat is what gives us the nutrient. Yes, the protein. The things, Lord, that makes us healthy. This is what Jesus said. My meat, that is a food that, <laughs> that I eat that you know not of. My meat is to do the will of him. May doing your will become our meat. What we love what we get where we get satisfied from where we get this yes fulfillment from we thank you lord as you continue to speak to us on these various levels oh god may we continue to open our heart may we not just be fixative on one aspect and leave the others may we yield ourselves may we be open to the full reality of what you are proclaiming and declaring in this season this crucial season we cannot take this season, Lord, for granted. For this reason, you have brought us, yes, to the kingdom for such a time as this. May we be awakened, O oh God, to the reality, to the urgency, yes, to the requirements of the day. And may we present ourselves as worthy instruments and vessel, O oh God, for what you want to do, O oh God, within the nations. So we thank you once again this morning that our heart, O oh God, yes, begin to pulsate, begin to yearn, begins to long for the fulfillment of your desire and intentions in the earth. We thank you, Spirit of God. Father, we ask, O oh God, that what you want to do, do through us in our day, O oh God. Yes. We know that you choose a vessel and we know that you prepare the vessel. So we yield ourselves even as we know that you have called us. But we know, Father, that we need to be ready, prepare. And so, Father, we, we ask you, God, don't stop your work of preparation in us. Yes. Don't stop your work of dealings. Continue to deal with us. Continue to knock off the things that needs to be knocked off. Continue to uproot. Jesus, you are the one that said every tree that my father has not planted. Yes, must be uprooted because they must not be allowed to bear the wrong fruits. So continue to walk in our hearts, oh God. Continue to pull off, continue to cut down, yes, those alien trees. We bless your name. We glorify your name. Oh, hallelujah. It's amazing. It's amazing how the Spirit of God speaks to us. You know, we live in an area where you have trees and in fact behind us used to be a forest uh for the past few days now we've had you know people come around you know of course from the local government 
and they've been cutting down trees. And I've been asking, what, what, what are they doing? So one of the guys that, you know, was walking with us said, no, they are cutting. They are cutting alien trees. I said, what do you mean by alien trees? He said, they are certain trees that are alien. They are not supposed to be there. They cut them off. I mean, I, I got a revelation. <laughs> I got a revelation. I mean, these trees have been there. They're growing. He said, but they are alien trees. In other words, they don't they don't fit into the trees that have been approved by the South African, you know, a, a, a nation, by the South African, uh, 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 you know, society. In terms of you know forestry, I, I mean, I don't know those trees, but they can identify the trees. I mean, I just I just pick this while I'm praying. And they come, you know, yesterday night, they're also doing some burning. And you, I mean, you see fire all over the place and you're wondering. I, suddenly it occurred to me, they're burning things that they don't want. I'm talking about the forest. I'm talking about, you know, behind our house here. It's amazing that God speaks to us even through these natural things. So while I'm praying that God, that the trees that you have not planted or put, it occurred to me. It's like the Lord drew my mind back to what I, I witnessed few, you know, few few weeks ago. Friends, the Lord is doing a thing in our day. And I hope, I pray that we really get to, you know, connect our heart. We, we tune into what the Lord is doing. You know, was it yesterday? Yeah, I, I was just thinking about something. And it struck me that we never get to fully enjoy or fully benefit the things of the Spirit that we don't quest for, we don't desire. You know, it's easy to quest for the move of God and, and revelation and, you know, and, and great things. But how many people actually quest for the prunings of God? You know, the, the cutting off of things in our life that are not supposed to be there. I mean, the people who are cutting those things, they know why they're doing that. Jesus said in the book of, you know, uh, John chapter 15. In fact, maybe I sh we should go there. I'm still going to come back to, you know, judges. Welcome everyone joining us this morning. Uh, uh, pardon me, this morning we began. Of course, you know, Eskom struck again just as I, I started, you know, uh, uh, giving my introduction. Yeah, the light was gone. But we thank God, all right? I, I, I actually did, you know, wh while the light went off, I did a note that, I, you know, I, I, I shared, you know, uh, on uh, uh, my dear sister Tina's uh, uh, um time you know uh, um whatsapp i just felt i needed to do that because I, I i had this word burning in my spirit and i felt the lord says no don't 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 stop just continue and i did that so if if uh, uh you you want to hear what you know uh i, I shared this morning i think it's just about uh, 24 minutes i did that note voice note but very powerful very very uh, you know uh, insi insightful the things the spirit of the lord dropped in my heart and uh, so if you want that let me know you know or if you know sister tina you can ask all right, and then we would we, we do that. Let's quickly look at John chapter 15. We're dealing with, you know, you know, certain principles that will allow us to be ready, to be ready, to be prepared for the next phase. You know, this morning while, while I was giving my introduction, I was saying that what we're talking about, what we're dealing with, all right, in this season has to be done in the sense of the context of where we're coming from, where we are right now. And where the Lord is leading us into. I think that is very important, all right, that we put this in context. Where we are coming from, 
all right where we are right now and where we are going if we don't put this in context then it's just it just becomes another message and it's easy for us amen to lose track because there are all kinds of messages that we have heard that has been preached all right that sound good and and love and and they're they're wonderful but we're not just bringing a message in this season in time amen we're in a season of divine correction we're in a season of divine alignment. We're in a season of divine pruning. We're in a season, amen, of divine, you know, if you will, renovation. The Lord is, is rebuilding, amen, his house. The Lord is rebuilding the burnt gates, hallelujah, and the broken, you know, walls of our life. The Lord is restoring Jerusalem, all right? The Lord is restoring his ecclesia. And the principle of that restoration, amen, will, will go via all kinds of, you know, uh, uh, channels and, and tunnels that sometimes may not be palatable, but we have to embrace, amen, whatever the Lord is doing in this season. Because at the end of the day, amen, it is for our good and, it's, of course, it's for the advancement of his purpose and i want to I believe that that is what amen we all want to see we want to see his kingdom advance we want to see the will of god amen prosper in our life and through our life we want to see amen the church rise again we want to see the glory of god amen restore back amen the days of ikabo hallelujah is over the spirit of the lord is bringing his glory back we want to be that company amen of a davidic generation that hallelujah are ushering back bringing back the ark of God, amen, into the various facets and, and, and expressions of our life and space. That's what we're doing. That is the context of what we're dealing with. So we're, we're going to allow the Lord to speak to us regarding even the things that we thought we had dealt with, other things that we don't even know, amen, that we need to, we need to, we need to address, we need to correct. So please pardon me if some of the things that we're saying, amen, feels like it, it, it hurts or feels painful, amen, or feel like, you know, we're challenging you. It's part of what the Lord, amen, will have us look into. You can be rest assured that my heart is pure regarding the things the Lord is saying to us. As a prophet, I want to be that vessel, that instrument, amen, that is open to God. Uh, you know, yesterday I was listening to, you know, a, a man of God, you know, who was, you know, actually, you know, preaching and he was talking about so many things. And there's some, some, some of the things that he was saying that I'm not fully in agreement with. And as I was about to switch off, you know, it's easy to just switch off <laughs> when some, somebody is saying something that you don't agree with. And the Lord said to me, that's not maturity. Listen to him to the end. Pick the ones that you agree with and the ones you don't agree with, leave it. But you can't you can just discard him because that's what we do before in the chair. We just, no, no, no. This is, even if I don't agree with you, I want to still listen to you. And I said to the Lord, thank you. Thank you, because that's maturity. We have to come into that point where we are not moved by our emotion. We don't allow our emotion, amen, to drive us. We have to come to the place where we are we are restrained and constrained, and we allow the bigger intentions of God to be what is speaking to us regarding the decisions that we make. So sometimes, if you don't like what I'm saying, try to listen to me to the end. You may just find something that may just be relevant, amen, to what God, amen, is demanding and requiring. Because I know to a certain level, I've got a little light, all right? This little light of mine, at least I'll let it shine, all right? Yeah, somebody may have a bigger light, but this little light God has given to me, I know is a light, hallelujah, that can, that can shine, amen, that can expose and that can enhance. Remember, the last time we, 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 we were looking at the concept of light, we said, we, we can only move in light. We, we, we have mobility in light. Where there is no light, amen, there's stagnation. 
where, where there is no light, there is, there is stagnation. And we know that the light of God comes via what? The life of God. So as the Lord continued to speak to me about engaging the day of his life, we are coming into greater light. The more we, we walk, the more we grow, the more we develop in the life, in the life nature, the more we come into the realities of the intentions of God within the context of his life. The, 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 the further we are able to see, the more we are able, because it's the life of God that gives us light. And the, the more light we have, the more we are able to walk and move, amen, within the directions and, and, and the intentions of the spirit for our life. And I thank God for that all right so what we're dealing with amen are, are connected amen to you know strong spiritual you know character nature we're not dealing with the technicality of of you know of of, of the ecclesia no I'm, I'm tired and i'm i think i'm done with dealing with just technicality all right we, we we want to arrange everything we want to have the the nuance of how everything ought to work but we have lost we have lost the life is like you know you know the family of jesus they went to they went to jerusalem to worship meanwhile they have left the essence of worship behind they've left they've gone three days journey I, to me i think that is a reflection of where we are in the church we've left the essence the very image of worship behind we're worshiping the worship we're worshiping them the instrument we're worshiping the idea of worship we're, we, we're doing everything around worship but the very essence of worship we've left them behind and I think if there's anything the Lord is saying to us in this season, amen, is that we have to forget every other thing. And we have to focus on him. We have to have, amen, a revelation. And you understand that the revelation of Christ we have in seasons. The revelation of Christ comes, amen, in sequence. The revelation of Christ comes, amen, in unfolding realities, amen. We know in part and therefore we prophesy to to, to, to certain level. We have prophesied, amen, the part that has been revealed to us. And we can't go beyond, amen, what has been revealed to us. So whatever we declare and proclaim and, and do, amen, is still within the context of what has been revealed. We can build mega things around that little that has been revealed we can build great things we can do great mighty things we can move mountains and but it's still within the context of what has been revealed we know in part and therefore we prophesy your prophecy cannot go beyond your revelation <laughs> Your prophecy cannot go beyond your revelation. Amen. Today, the church is in a state where all that we're doing is within the context of what has been revealed in the past. There are new things the Spirit of God is unfolding, is revealing. But this new thing, the scripture says, can only be revealed and be poured into new wine skin. So there's a struggle between, you know, are we going to receive the new? Yes, we want the new, but then we want that new to be poured within the old wine skin. They say, sorry, it's not going to work. There has to be a renovation. There has to be a pulling down. There has to be a building up. There has to be an uprooting. Hallelujah. There has to be a contest of abiding and maintaining that which the Spirit of God is saying. Let those who have the ears hear what the Spirit of God is what saying. It's not what he just said. What he said is good. Hallelujah. And we will build on that, but we, we will move, hallelujah, in our day based on what the Spirit of God is saying to his church. So let's look at John chapter 15. Quickly, Jesus said, I am the true vine. In other words, there are fake vines. There are vines that, that sounds like, that look like. Amen. There are certain vines that when you, when you see them, you're like, wow, <laughs> this must be the thing. Huh? Jesus said, I am the true vine. I like that word because he, he had to qualify that vine with true. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. You know, uh, one of our sisters was saying to me yesterday, you know, she, she's going back to the concept of, you know, uh, 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 of the Trinity. 
And you know, when you talk about Trinity, that may sound elementary to a lot of people. So, well, that, that is what we've dealt with back in those days in the charismatic. You know, we, we know the Trinity. I bet you don't. <laughs> because if you understand the Trinity, ah, you, you will accelerate. You will, you will move. You will understand what God is doing within this church. And I was trying to give us some perspective as the Spirit of the Lord has revealed to me, you know, that the, tr the Trinity is a, is a, is a reflection, is, is a manifestation of, of the power of community of the spirit amen of of togetherness of the spirit in fact the trinity re reflect amen the nature of the kingdom of god you will notice in genesis god said let us make man in our own image amen let us you know it was the elohim himself that said let us make man let let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness so the man that was made in the image of god was made amen in a triumph image in a in a three-dimensional you know a, a, a lifestyle hallelujah uh, the, the trinity is a reflection of who we are hallelujah as a tripartite you know uh, uh, humans praise god we are spirits we have a soul of course we live in the body so the idea amen of 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 trinity you know you know jesus the son speaking about his father and of course the things that are carried out are carried via the spirit Spirit of the of, of, of God Himself, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Reflect shows us, Amen, about something in God, Hallelujah, that 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 is part of the human nature, and that is that is what the devil is after today. If if there's anything the devil is doing, Hallelujah, in society is to destroy, is to break, Hallelujah, the idea, Amen, of of family, of community, of of oneness, Hallelujah, of coming together, Hallelujah, is doing everything within his power, Amen to destroy that concept amen of of of, of the tripartite life amen god the father god the son amen god the holy spirit that in a home amen there, there is no john and peter amen there is there is john and mary and there is the children amen that is the concept of how amen the creator amen of heaven and earth designed life amen life is born out of the reality of family fatherhood but this is not where i'm going you know I, I just brought this to kind of lead us to something else that i i want us to quickly go back to but like i said to us just follow me just follow me the lord amen, is restoring his church and we have to amen believe god to you know to 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 to, to allow him to lead us to grace us to go beyond amen where others have stopped we want to go beyond we want to go on with the lord so whatever area whichever area of our life amen that is dysfunctional could be in the area of a family because if we don't understand the concept amen of of family or of of you know of of the household how do we build a church all right uh, but building the church and having a family all begins with understanding who we are a man who does not understand himself as a spirit being cannot fully reflect amen the concept of fatherhood a woman who does not understand herself as a as a spirit being that has been given hallelujah a, a concept of life to express to express the emotions of god because that is what womanhood is Amen. The idea of Eve, amen, is to is to express the spiritual life of God, amen, via, amen, the 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 the, the emotions, amen.
Amen. The essence of bringing joy and bringing peace. Amen. And bringing you know uh, uh, you know tranquility and bringing fulfillment. Amen. Just, not just to God but also to the man. For this is the essence. Hallelujah. That the, the, the woman is supposed to be the joy of the man. You can't have joy. Amen. Without the without an without a sanctified emotion. Amen. She is the soul. Amen. Of the things of God. The woman is the soul of the things. That's why the devil came and, and, and bypassed the man and said to the woman. Because you see, if you don't understand the power of the soul in the operations of the things of the spirit, then you're captured. So if the enemy can 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 frustrate and can pervert the ministry, amen, of the sanctified soul, we can't come into fullness. Because the intentions of God is for us to come into fullness until we all come into uh, the full stature of Christ. Coming into the full stature of Christ, amen, is the point and place where the spirit, the soul, and the body, amen, are fully restored back to their ordained point and place of functionality. So it's not just all about the spirit, the spirit. There is a, there is a reflection of the spirit within the soul, within the soul life. The soul, the soul is not meant, amen, to be to be ostracized, to be to be cast, you know, to be cast away, to be rejected, amen, to live, amen, uh, uh, his own his own life, to do his own thing. No, no, no. The soul was designed, amen, to partner with the spirit, to agree with the spirit, hallelujah, to to in fact to submit to the leadership of the spirit, so that the body can follow suit. That's the order of the Trinity. God said, amen. Let us make man our own image and our own likeness. You see the concept there. But let's quickly go back to John chapter 15. I am the true vine. And my father, my father, my father, the giver of life, the giver of seed. You cannot write off fatherhood. You cannot write off fatherhood. And we know that that is a word that has been perverted, amen, both in the church and of course in the society. It's been perverted. Fatherhood means all kinds of things today to all kinds of people. But amen, the one who designed and who created amen, life and who gave us life, who gave us amen, the community of family, of, of, you know, of, of, you know, of, of union and all of that, amen, is, what, is, is, is the one who defines to us what fatherhood is. So if you want to understand what fatherhood is, you have to go ask God. If you want to understand what womanhood is, you have to go ask amen, the creator, the maker of all things. Amen. The world does not define to us who a father is, amen. Society, amen. The the the, the ancient Greek and 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 and, and, and you know and, and the ideas of human philosophy do not define to us who is a man or who is a father, who hallelujah, or who is a mother. If you wonder, you have to go to the to him who created all things in the beginning. Hallelujah. God is very meticulous in his in his creation, hallelujah, and in the objective of his creation. Very meticulous. God is very meticulous, hallelujah. He is very meticulous. Everything he did. That's why he created the man and the woman differently. But yet they all reflect the same expression of, of, of a spirit life. <laughs> hallelujah. I am the true vine. You see, these are not days where we read scripture and just read past. No, you have to understand God is bringing us to the point where we, where we begin to understand every word, every letter, 
I am. You know, that itself is a revelation. Amen. The true vine, that itself is a revelation. My father, hallelujah, as a gardener, amen, is a revelation. And we have to believe God. That's why we, we need to pray to give us capacity to understand. We have to pray to give us insight, amen, depth, so that when we read, amen, the life of God can be can be released to us. These things that are mystery, amen, can come, can, you know, can be open to us. These are days where God is unsealing his word and we have to believe God to grant us insight, amen, grace, revelation that when we speak, suddenly your heart begins to understand the things that are written. You see, until the word, until the written word, amen, connects with a heart, a spirit that is ready, revelation and understanding, illumination, amen, does not happen. So we have to pray, God, I want to know your word. I want to know your word. The word, hallelujah, is the is is the gateway your word is a lamp unto my feet a light unto my path heaven is revealing amen his intention to us that's why i keep saying that we have to come back to the place of the divine life of god because when you read the word of god with the life of god amen you're no longer reading as a pharisee you're no longer reading as a theologian you're no longer reading amen as a as, as one who's got a doctorate degree hallelujah those things are good but they're not good enough if you're going to touch life and if you're going to impart life if you're going to touch life and impart life then you have to amen connect with the spirit he said they read the word of God but the word is sealed to them he said because the word speaks of him he said you you read and you think in the, in, the, in what you're reading you find life he said that which you're reading speaks of me Jesus was speaking to the Pharisee that it's not just about reading the letter because if you read the letter and you don't have the spirit that interpret the letter the letter will kill you the letter will bring more frustration to your life the letter you know you're reading but you're getting more confused you're reading and your you know your head is just turning here and there because you cannot connect why because the word is spirit and life the letter is just a container of the spirit the letter is just a container. So when you read, amen, John, 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 John 15, you must ask the Lord, give me grace, give me understanding, open my mind, open my, 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 all the prejudice in my life, help me Lord to get rid of them, all the ideas that have been pumped into me, all the limitations and the theologies of men, whatever issues that have been placed there that is beclouding my understanding of the truth, Lord, remove it. I want you to reintroduce your word to me. So me and the word can become one <laughs> like Ishtabave. it can become one I am the true vine my father is the gardener he cuts off remember that's where we began from, from. he cuts off every branch amen he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruits we want to be you know fruit bearers proof producers in our day <laughs> but the process of that amen comes through pain he cuts off when there's a cutting there's a pain when there's a cutting there's a sacrifice there is no there is no there is no there is no increase there's no advancement in the things of god without sacrifice sacrifice is that which costs you something sacrifice is that which amen demands from you he cuts off 
every branch in me in me that is not bearing fruit is not cutting it off because that thing is not bearing is cutting it off amen to re, to rearrange to reorder hallelujah to, to you know to to to, to rebegin the process of fruit bearing is not cutting you off because he doesn't want you it's i mean that's what you do you, you, people who are into planting who are into gardening you understand that if if a particular you know uh, uh, you know uh, you know flower or you know or plant is not growing what do you do you trim it you trim it so that new life hallelujah can come forth ah as the father continue to trim us in this day and we might be feeling pain but you've got to understand that it's for your good it's for my good because that area that is trimming we're no longer bearing fruit in that area so if it's trimming an area of your life amen that you're feeling pain know that the, the end product is for you to bear much fruit for you to hallelujah come to that point to that place of divine productivity god wants us to be productive you know, I, I just before I came, I was looking at a scripture in Gideon. We're going to go there. You will understand that God has his own strategy for advancement. He has his own strategy for productivity. He has his own strategy for winning. We have brought the strategies of God into the things of God. We brought the strategies of the world and we think we can mix them together. And this is the problem I have with a lot of people today. All right, They want to use worldly strategy. You say, is there anything like worldly? Of course. There's something called the wisdom of this world. There's something called the wisdom of this world. There's something called the knowledge of this world. Hallelujah. There is, there is, there is, a, there is a grace and a gift that comes amen, from the prince of this world. And if you live life from that point, I can assure you that you will not bring forth the things of God. You will bring forth wind. At the end of the day, what, what people see and they are rejoicing over in one hour, it shall disappear. That is what will happen to that which we have bring forth that is born from the order hallelujah, of Ishmael, that is born from the order of Babylon. Bible says in one hour, everything that Babylon represents is gone. But whatever God gives to us hallelujah, shall abide and abide forever. That's what we're talking about, friends. So listen well. There is a wisdom that is of this world. There is a wisdom the Bible calls is devilish, is sensual, is of this world. And today the church is mesmerized by the things of the world. Because it's easy to see the things of the world. The Bible talks about the things of the spirit. The things of the spirit cannot be easily seen. You can't see them with your natural eyes because they are spiritually discerned. This is why the church today is carnal. Because we have no more sight into the things of God. So we don't appreciate the things of God because we can't see it. We can't feel it. We can't touch it. <laughs> we can't commune with the things of the spirit. So we rather settle for what we can see, what we can touch, what we can taste. You know, our taste board today has become our God. And that's why the world system seems to be prospering. Because as long as they can give us a new phone, they can give us a new iPad, they can give us, you know, a new idea, you know, a new funnel of how to, how to increase how to get God knows what, how to buy this, how to buy that, you know, is a world of markets. That's why we're saying, all right, that if you don't understand the economy of God, you will settle for the economy of this world. The principles and the patterns, amen, of how the world engages, amen, prosperity and, 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 and wealth and all of that is totally, completely different from the values and the standards of God. If you have not touched the things of the spirit, you cannot appreciate the things that I'm talking about. Because the things that I'm talking about will be sounding foolish. And I'm going to be showing you in the word of God. It will be sounding foolish. 
Listen, friends, if we're going to carry out the intentions of God, uh, we are going to go back. We must go back, amen, to the values, to the principles, to the standard, amen, to the, to the methods of God. Now, you cannot use your own ways. You cannot borrow, amen. They say, alas, master, the ass was borrowed, but they want to build. They want to build a prophetic school, but then they've gone to use the wisdom of this world. They've gone to use their own idea. They've gone to use all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, gimmicks, uh, they, they, but they want to build for God. You, you cannot build the things of God using amen, the values, the principles of Babylon. God is not going to accept it. What am I saying? He cuts off every branch in me. The branch is in him. But that branch is not bearing fruit because that branch is no longer receiving nutrients from him. <laughs> the branch is no longer receiving life from Christ. You see, it still comes back to what I'm saying. It's time to return back to the life of God. Do you have life? You know, when Jesus sat on the well, you know, in conversation with that woman, the, the Samaritan woman, it's an issue about life. You see, there's a life that this woman was living, but this life is not bringing satisfaction. This life is not bringing lasting, fulfilling satisfaction to her. But she kept coming back to the well. But now there is a new, you know, life that is being offered to her, to her. But she wants that life. But they say, well, there's a principle, there's a pattern, there is a dimension of, of engaging this life. Earlier. Go call your husband. It still boils down to the things that we're talking before. That God is a God of communion, community. He's a God of family. He's a God of relationship. And when we break that, Amen. We break. Everything about our life. They say, go call your husband. My father is the, is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes them. So that it may bear even more fruits. He prunes them. Do we feel like we're being pruned in our day? Do we feel like we're being cut? Do we feel, you know, like we're losing life? Yes, we're losing life, but not his life. We're losing the life that we have imbibed, that we have accepted. A life that will only satisfy, that will only pacify for a, whole, for a day. And after, you know, at the end of the day, we need to, you know, whine ourselves. We need to do something. We need to do all kinds of things, you know, just to, you know, get another life. We have to understand what the Lord is demanding of us in this new day. We have to understand what the Spirit of God is saying in this new day. Alright, I'm going to go back to Judges. We've been on Judges for a while now. And we've been moving around scriptures. We've been looking at various patterns and principles and and, and, you know, uh, directions, because we must understand what the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is requiring of us. Our coming together starts from our point and place of recognizing that we have been drifted, that we are no longer connected. You see, we, we can't talk about the building of the community of God if what we are coming together or are into or what we are what we want to build amen is fract is fractured is is dysfunctional and that again we will look as we deal with the concept of you know jesus sending the, the you know the 120 say go to the upper room but let's look at one or two things here i was sharing a little bit about this this morning in the voice note let's look at judges chapter 7 I'll, then i'll come back to 
another scripture that deals with this moment in time. All right. Early in the morning, Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all his men camp at the spring of Arod. The, the, the camp of the Midian was not of them, was, was on the north side of them in the valley of uh, um, Moriah. Then the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men for me to drive you know, the, uh, uh, the Midian into, in, into your hand. You have too many men if I'm going to, if I'm going to save amen, you from the hand of the, you know, uh, the Midian, if I'm going to deliver the Midians into your hand, you know. In other, in, in other that Israel does not say, well, it is my strength, amen, that I've saved me. You have too many men. I was speaking about that this morning. I was saying, hey, one of the problems I think that we have to really deal with is the idea that we feel that, you know, the more numbers we have or the more we have, amen, uh, we're able to carry out whatever God, amen, has ordained for us. But the Lord is debunking this idea. That it's not by size. In fact, that is something we've seen through scripture. That, you know, as much as, yes, Jesus died for the world, he died for the entire creation. Every, I mean, Jesus died even for the yet unborn. The salvation is, is a free gift for anyone. But guess what? Not everybody gets to be saved. Except they choose to want to be. Except they choose to, you know, strike their hand and say, I want it. So the point is, God wants everybody saved. Amen. But he's not going to carry out the things that he wants to do in terms of the work of redemption and salvation and restoration. Amen. Via, you know, the idea of multitude. No. He has a principle of selecting. He has a process, amen, of unpicking who gets to amen, be used. Many are called, but few are chosen. You, un you have to understand this. And the idea of that few that is being chosen that God needs is what we are dealing with. The, the values, the principles. What are the what are the what are the standard of God? What what are his concept of qualification for us? Yes, everybody is 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 called, but very few are saved. Now he's telling Gideon here. Yes, I'm, I want to use you. I need men to use. But guess what? I don't just need everybody. Don't just gather everybody. You understand? You have to understand that out of the, you know them that have been gathered, we have to pick the ones that are truly ready, that wants to go on, that wants to serve, that, that, that are determined, amen, to become an instrument in my hand. Therefore, he said to them, is there any one of you Amen. That is captured by fear. That is captured. Amen. That is intimidated. That that feels fearful. Let him return home. And we saw, Amen, that 32,000, 32,000 left, and 10,000, Amen, were left. And, and and I was speaking about that this morning. All right. That we have to believe God, Amen, to to help us to be part, Amen, of that quality of men that will remain, that will abide. Whatever it is in our life, amen, that could disqualify, that is disqualifying men, that has disqualified men, we, we must know those things. What disqualify men in the in the former move? What disqualify men in the first day, in the second day, earlier? We we that 
have been graced to go on with the Lord into this new day, into this new dimension, into this third day priesthood, how do we engage? What are the qualities that is required of us? And these things are not some far-fetched revelation. We just need to look at the life of Christ and we find the pattern. We find the approved pattern of God for our life. We just need to look at the word of God and see the things that disqualify men in the first day, in the second day, amen, and refuse to do those things. We will automatically be qualified. The issues of our life, amen. Now, another thing I quickly want to show you quickly while, while I'm on this, because I just want to point out the concept, amen, of what qualifies us and what disqualifies us. You see the issue, amen, of fear. Fear is a product, amen, of the, of the fallen Adamic nature. So, so whatever it is that is projecting fear and, and timidity, amen, is speaking into something within our soul life, amen, that is still projecting Rejecting the first man. Amen. Because there are two nature of human beings living on earth. Amen. Regardless of where they are, who they are, amen, where they're situated, their, their background, their region, amen. Two kinds of human beings are on earth. Those that are living via the nature of the first man and those who are living via the nature of the second man, the last Adam. Those are the two categories of people. Hallelujah. All the way from history till this very moment, amen. We have these two categories categories of people amen people who are living via the nature of the fallen adamic nature you know we're living via that nature of the first man we inherited that nature amen that's the first and the second one amen are the new man in christ jesus the people, amen, whose life, amen, has been born from above that's what it means to be born again they've been born from above Amen. They're no longer of the earth and therefore the issues of the earth no longer holds them back. No longer holds them down. Alright. They're in the earth. They're, they're, they're in the earth. They're, cha they're challenged by the things of the earth but the things of the earth has no grip over them. These are the people that amen, the spirit of the Lord is speaking to that will go on with him that will carry his intention hallelujah, to the finish. These are the people that are crying may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth. Hallelujah. They are not escaping. They are bringing the kingdom of God, God, God down to their space, to their home, to their family. Hallelujah. They are not giving up. They are not giving in. They are not saying, well, the devil wins. No. They are taking their stand as long as God gives them breath. Amen. They hold the forth. They hold their stand. Amen. And they proclaim and declare his kingdom come. These are people, hallelujah, whose nature are expressed from the order of a man who comes from above. You find that in the book of uh, uh, First Corinthians 15. There's a man of the earth and there's a man from above. The man that is ab from above, the Bible says, is above all. If you are, if you have Christ, amen, you are above, amen, the challenges of life, amen. Yes, you face them, you, you go through them, but you are not backing up. These are the things, amen, that the Lord is unveiling to, to Gideon here. If you are afraid, amen, he said, turn back, leave the camp, go back, amen, to your home. Bible says 22,000. Of all these mighty warriors, of all these powerful churches, of all these great bishop and apostle and prophet, amen. 22,000 left the camp were disqualified. In fact, not God didn't disqualify them. They just immediately know that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared for this war. They went back home. Whatever it is that has kept them back, the gravitations of the earth, amen, kept them. Bible says 22,000 left. These are men. They left. 10,000, hallelujah, where, where, you know, where, 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 
remained. But then the Lord said to Gideon, these are still too many men. Friends, this, are, this, this is scripture here. 10,000 you will assume, well, 10,000 is good. Then, I mean, 10,000 with 10,000, okay, we can make do. The way God sees is not the way we see. The way God qualifies men, amen, it's not the way. The, the point that I'm making is the way we build church in this last day has to change. We must no longer be fixative, amen, on multitude. We want to win the world because the scripture says, amen, go into the world, amen, and, and make disciples of all nations, amen. The scripture says we must go, amen, and bring in the harvest. The Bible says the laborers, amen, the laborers are few. Even though the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Say, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers. God wants to send laborers, but he's not just sending any scavengers. He's not just sending any kind of people. He wants to send the people who understand, amen, the nature of the assignment, the nature of the ministry who understand what it means amen to be their brother's keeper to walk amen in the spirit of unity oneness and understanding even though they have their own unique identity and assignment and calling hallelujah we have to understand the dynamics of what god is doing in this new day we don't want to bring everybody hallelujah, to join our network and join our own fold amen at the detriment of their own identity and calling no that's not what we're talking about but everyone amen within the household within the community within the ecclesia must understand their place, their location, their identity, their calling. And we must earlier, accept that and believe God, amen, to love them the way they are. So that they can carry out the mission, their, their calling, amen, without you trying to superimpose, without you trying to, you know, cancel them so that they can be part of No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. That they have done in the second day. That they've done, hallelujah, in the charismatic. If you're not in our camp, if you're not in what, in fact, those who call themselves the apostolic, they are still doing it. And those are the things that we have to shift away from. We have to move away from those things and be able to see that the body is bigger than us. The body is bigger than our own network. It's bigger than our own own idea is bigger than our own ministry is bigger than the, the books we have written is bigger than the anointing we have we have to see the body amen as the body of christ not the body of man not the body of theology and, and denomination we have to understand that these are the painful realities that heaven amen because you see those are the things that destroy that almost destroy the former move and brought people to the point where we abuse them, we misuse them because all right, we have resources, we have God knows what. And today we, we want to clone everybody. No, those things are over. Those days are over. Amen. Heaven is bringing us into a new level, into a new height. We have to understand the platform that, that is being offered to us and be able to effectively function. I'm not seeking to clone nobody. I want to understand who you are and find how I can fit into the place that I've been called to fit in your life, in your ministry, in your grace. And the same I expect you to do of me. Because we are all members. We are all members. We are all members, amen, of the complex body of Christ. We are all members. And we have to find, amen, how to function there. So it's not just about gathering everybody. No, the Lord says there are too many. God is rebuilding, amen, his church. And this church is a corporate church, amen, that has various facets of expression, amen. The face of a lion cannot be expressing the face of an eagle. The face of an eagle cannot be expressing the face of a man. We have to understand who we are, what we represent, what grace has been given to us, amen, and find how to support that grace and giftings without turning them to look like us.
Imagine eagles looking like, you know, looking like, you know, a, 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 a calf or looking like a man or looking like a lamb. No, we, we have to change all of that. We have to find rest, find security, amen, in our own grace. Every, every path will supply his own. Every path will supply his own. That's what the scripture says. Every path supply his own nutrient. Every path supply his own grace, his own calling, his own identity. This is what it means, amen, to rebuild the house of God. God is not going to use fearful people, timid people, but he's not also going to use, amen, the fact that you've got 20,000 in your church. Amen. And then you look down on the one that has got one, that has gone three. And you say, well, just because you've got where two or three are gathered, you're not part of the body. Unfortunately, that is a wrong pattern. That is a, that is a wisdom that comes from hell. Hallelujah. God gives to us grace based on our calling and assignment. God gives to us resources based on his assignment and calling in our life. Amen. And I'm not just limiting this to the church. I'm talking about things that affect, amen, how we live life within the world system. Them. The church of Christ must show the world, amen, what it means to walk and to live within the community, within the nation of God, within the citizens, citizenship of the kingdom of God. That's what I'm talking about. 22,000 went because there was a defect in their life. What are you afraid of? What is intimidating you? Who is intimidating you? You know, we live in a day where we intimidate ourselves in the body of Christ. There are certain men of God that you cannot just walk up to them and talk to them. And say, can I have an audience with you? They're, they're, they're larger than life. <laughs> These people have become glory stealers. There are brethren. I could still remember growing up <laughs> in the charismatic church back in those days. There are certain brothers in the church that you can't walk up to them and talk to them. Because they are the ones that are close to the pastors and they are the very rich guys. They are very influential. So you don't even have the confidence to walk close to them. They don't even make it, you know, you know, you, know, you create an environment that is accessible. No, they, they build invisible walls. They only accept their like, their type. So the church becomes, you know, a, a, a good ground for schism, for all kinds of camps. No wonder the Lord scattered that move. And yet we still find that even in the apostolic. If you are not a member of our, our, our clan, our tribe, then you cannot, in fact, you, can, you are not allowed to come into our space. They will cancel you. I mean, before the council culture, you know, began in the world, we've seen that in the church. You're counseled. If you're not one of the, you know, highest tight payers, you don't have access, you know, to the servant of God. There are certain ministries that members of the church have not for once had, you know, a one-to-one -one with the pastor. Talk to the pastor, you know, you know, say hello, you know, shake the man. No, 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 no. <laughs> Come on. And these are people who are supposed to be representing Jesus. And I ask, ask myself, which Jesus are they representing? Is it the same Jesus of the same Bible that we're reading? No, there must be a different Bible they're reading. They must be representing a different Christ.
Verse 4. Then the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Remember, God is dealing with the men. Because when you fix the men in any society, when you fix the men in any community, when you're able to fix the man, you fix the nation. The problem is never with the woman. Always with the man. If the man cannot take charge, if the man does not understand his place, his calling, his position as one, amen, who has been given the, 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 the grace, amen, to lead. He, what is leadership? It defines the mood. It defines the, the influence. It defines the direction. It defines the, you know, the, the leading. Hallelujah. When, when they fell in the garden, God came, Adam, where are you? He didn't call Eve. That's why the attack, amen, over, you know, manhood today in the society is very strategic. If you can destroy the men, if you can, if you can paralyze them, if you can, you know, you know, uh, you know, bring down their identity and their image, if you can turn them to a vegetable, you've destroyed society. That's why we have to rise up, amen, and continue to speak as men and not allow, amen, the world system to tell us that we are nothing, that we, we have nothing. Yes, there are men who have misrepresented all right, the, the, the values of manhood. Yes, there, there are men all right, who have, have continually abused their position, their, their location. Oh, we find that as long as those men continue to open their hearts, amen, to the paths of darkness, the enemy will continue to use them. But that does not mean that all men are lawyer have been compromised. We have to take our place and position. You know, Jesus himself did not come as a woman. I mean, for all I care, we would have come as a woman and we would have still followed him as our savior. Amen. But he came as a man and that, that carries a reason. All right. Some people will call that all kinds of things, but whatever they want to call it, that's the, there's a way, amen, God desire and define life. A man will seek protection, provide, you know, cover up, amen, you know, will, will, will be there, hallelujah, to make sure that there is, there is safety, security. Yes, you cannot live a society without a man. You cannot succeed, amen, without, without the wisdom, without the wisdom of God that, that is placed in the, in the man, amen, resourcing the things that have been designed. You cannot. The way the man thinks is totally different from the way the woman thinks. The, and, the, and, the, and the man, amen, and the woman are designed to complement the purpose of God. Not just themselves, but the purposes of God, amen. The man and the woman were not made just for themselves. They were meant for the glory of God. So if one, amen, misses the intentions of God, if one abdicates his position or position, amen, I tell you, you all, you, all you're going to have is chaos. And that's what the devil wants. Live by the flesh. Live by the ways of the world. As long as we, we, you live life from that order, there cannot be joy, there cannot be fulfillment, and there cannot be prosperity. No matter how wealthy, how rich you think you are, we have to understand that God is bringing back order. God said, bring the men, all right, to the waters because there are still too many. 10,000. So there are still too many. Take them, bring them down to the water, and I will sift them. That's the key word we looked at the, the last time. I will sift them. The word sift means to test them. I will test them amen, for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say amen, this one shall not go, he shall not go. And we see what God did. Amen. 300 men were the ones that were at the end of the day qualified. 32,000 went, 10,000 remained. Out of the 10,000 at the end of the day, only 3,000, excuse me, only 300 made it. 
Those who, who bend their knees, amen, and, and, and use their hands, hallelujah, to fetch, to, you know, to lap waters, amen, into their mouth. Not the ones who bury their head, amen, into the water like, like a dog. God said they are disqualified. Send them back home. We have to understand, amen, the, 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 the sacredness of the day that heaven has brought us into. We have to rise up as men and as women. We have to build, amen, and allow the intentions of God to drive our, our values, not our own passion, not our own desire. We have to allow the intentions of God to define the values of our life. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. So as, as you can see, we're tracking something here. We're tracking something very important here. I'm going to read one more scripture and then I will be done for today, for this morning. There's one more scripture that I want to quickly read. In the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 3, the Bible, I also mentioned this this morning. I just felt I needed to kind of, you know, uh, uh, refer to it again. Book of Revelation chapter 3. The Bible talks about the church of Sardis. And there's something very unique here about the church of Sardis that I feel we need to, you know, really consider. It said to the church, to the, you know, to the angel of the church in Sardis, write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirit of God and the seven stars. Very important concept there. The way God speaks to this church tells us what, amen, he needs to address within this church. What he needs to correct with, within this church. And what this church ought to grow into. This church ought to be functioning within this dimension of the seventh spirit of God. The seventh spirit of God is what reflects. Alright, listen to this. The seventh spirit of God is what reflects the life of God. The presence of God's life in our life. If you say, the, the, if you, if you, say you carry the life of God. If you say you're walking, amen, within the, the life, the authority of God. This dimension of, of the sevenfold spirit of God should be in operation within your household, within your church, within your community. Hallelujah. Whatever you're doing to represent or in representation of the intentions of God, you should be able to show this dimension, amen, of the seven spirit of God. It is from this that God was able to find and pick, amen, a leader for himself. The saddest church ought to be a church reflecting apostolic leadership over the city of Sadis. But this church was captured, amen, by, by a spirit of assumption and the Lord called that assumption, amen, having a false reputation, having a reputation. Reputation, we all understand the word reputation. Reputation means to have, you know, a post, a position, an influence, all right, in society. To be known is, is a reflection, amen, of your place, of your position. You have a reputation. If you have a reputation for, for wealth, it, it means that every time people come around you, they see you display wealth. If you have a reputation for faith, whenever people come around you, they see, amen, the operations of faith. So that word reputation is very key. The Bible says you have this reputation, amen, of being alive. In other words, every time people see you, they have they, they, they have this they have this belief. They have this belief. They think about this about you. But unfortunately, what they believe, what people see about you is false. You have this reputation that you are alive. So people come around you. Wow, they see what? They see they, they see a, a, you know, a, a, a reflection of life. But in fact, 
<laughs> you're dead the scripture says they have the, you have this reputation that you 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 are alive but you are dead and i said to myself this morning god help us help me this is the height of hypocrisy the church amen of sadis is a reflection is the height is the epitome amen of of hypocrisy this is this is this is this disqualifies for the spirit of the pharisee you have this reputation that you are alive, but you are dead. The verdict of the Lord, the verdict of the Lord is that you're dead. But you have the reputation of being alive. So blind people around you will be seeing life. Oh, wow. Every program you do, the conferences you do, is speaking, speaking about life. You've written books that talks about the life of God, the things of God. But in fact, the values, the, the, when heaven looks down, when they judge you from above, what they see is death, carcass, dead bones. And I think we have reflected this order in the past move. You have a reputation we, we guard our reputation. One of the first things the Lord did in my life when I began to engage what people call the apostolic today. I know God is moving. I don't give it a name. I know God is moving and he's still moving. You understand? You know, someone said, well, we, we are in the apostolic. We've always been in the apostolic. Because the church was built on the foundation, hallelujah, of the apostolic. The church is apostolic because the church has been sent and it was sent, amen, to represent the government of God in the earth. And when you, when you track history, when you track church history, you will always find, amen, that in every generation, the Lord has always had his own. <laughs> the Lord has always had his own. No matter how the church was persecuted and been killed and the ultrasound, God has always maintained that flow hallelujah, of his intention, of his apostolic grace. And I think we need to emphasize on that. From the day the church was commissioned, from the book of Acts of the Apostles, there's been a trail, there's been hallelujah, a, a train moving, carrying the intentions of God from one generation. They may be in the hole, they may be you know, under the sea, they may be in the cave, they may be God knows where, but the church of God has always been alive. So let's not make the mistake and think, oh, suddenly, oh, this is the day of the apostolic. No, yes, now God is emphasizing. There's a greater amplification. There's a greater emphasis, amen, of the apostolic that we need to return. We want more people in the church to understand, hallelujah, the purpose of the apostolic. But the, the apostolic church has always been there because the foundation of the church that Christ built was apostolic. So that spirit has been there. And that's what we're talking about. Amen. Engaging the spirit. I'm not talking about the rhetoric. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, uh, what some men discover in the word of God. A new revelation. And suddenly we give it a big title. And then we start amplifying, you know, that one strand of truth. No, that's not what, I, what I'm talking about. Amen. The church, amen. Just as the church is Catholic, the church is apostolic. The church of Christ is universal, universal. But in that universe, universal reality of the church, the church is apostolic, is apostolos, is sent, and it carries, amen, the message of a sent one. What is the message of that sent one, amen? Is that the kingdom of God has come near you. They say, repent, the kingdom of God has come near you. That's the message. The apostolic, amen, represent the message of the kingdom of God. It represents the message of the kingdom of God. 
The kingdom of God has come near you. So if you want to know an apostolic church is a church, amen, that is, that is carrying Christ into the proximity of human space. That's the apostolic church. And the reason they can do that is because they came from an order of a gathering, of a community, of a union, of oneness. Remember, they were dispatched from the upper room. What led to their dispatch, their release, is because they received the promise. They were baptized. They were endowed from heaven. The wind came from heaven, enveloped every one of them, and the fire fell on each and every one of them. And that church has been growing from that 120. It's important we get this clear. And to as many who receive the fire of that spirit, a part and parcel of the apostolic church. You will not need to cajole people. You will not need to wind them. You will not need to try to, you know, uh, uh, you know, force and force doctrine into their mind. No. If your heart truly is apostolic, when you speak, it will engage the heart of those who are ready, who heaven has prepared, and they will imbibe, they will receive that message, and they will immediately become part of the, of the community. This is how the church of Christ, no matter the program we do, thank God for program. Huh? We do program, we'll continue to do program, but the program is not what brings the addition. It is the hearts of men that carries the message, the living gospel, the life of, of Christ. Amen. It is the heart that carries the life of God. Amen. And, and, and represent that life in, in their various, you know, uh, sphere of existence that causes men to join us. We can do whatever we want to do. We, we, people will come and, you know, look at what we're doing and they will go back to their place. But if, if what we're talking about is born out of the life People can know but to be attracted. Light attracts. Truth attracts. When that truth is released with the life of God, it changes, it converts. So, let's shift away from having a false reputation. You have this reputation, Church of Sadis. Reputation. You have this reputation that you are alive. You have this meaning. You have this sense. I'm reading from the dictionary now. You have this sense of knowledge. You create this sense of knowing something. You mean something to people. You have a sense of meaning something to people. But Jesus said, in fact, what you thought you mean to people is, a, is false, is a lie. People have a wrong opinion about you. Because you have given, you have expressed a wrong, you have displayed a, a false reputation. So people come to a wrong conclusion. That's why I said a few days ago, one of the things we have to deal with in our day amen, is assumption. And presumption. We have to move away. 
Listen, if, if, if we allow the word of God to scan through our life, you would discover that there are areas, there are things in us that ought not to be. And as we discover those things, we have to discard them. As you discover, hey, this is not supposed to be there. You discard it. You discard it. You discard it. I don't care, amen, what reputation that thing has given to you. That's why Isaiah is Isaiah. That's me. You see, I have nothing to, to try to display. And No, no. I believe in the spirit of excellence. I believe, amen, in, in the spirit of, you know, uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom and increase and all of that. But guess what? Not at the detriment of my pursuit for the life of God. I'm not going to try to do something to give you a false reputation so you can accept me. No, if you cannot accept me the way I am, I mean, when you read scripture, you will notice, amen, that those who are honored and who are graced in the sight of God, amen, are given white robes. They said if you are looking for a prophet, amen, you don't go to the palace. Those in the palace, amen, are designed to wear what? Royal robes. That doesn't mean, amen, that the prophets are not royal. But their definition of royalty, amen, is pure white robe. That speaks into simplicity. There's complexity in simplicity if you have wisdom. If you have wisdom. But if you don't have wisdom, you will bypass. You will look down on them. And this is, this is where the church is missing it. Because we are pursuing the world. We want to, we want to, we, we, we think we are, we, are, we are in competition with the world. <laughs> we think we are in competition with ourselves. So we are doing all kinds of things to create a reputation for, reputation for ourselves. There was a man of God not too long, well, some time ago. You know, in America, he, he, he was caught in, 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 in all this money issue. And while they're probing this man, this, this man has got, you know, a, a wardrobe for God knows, for almost everything he does. <laughs> and it is a pastor. And he's got a particular suit that he bought for, I can't remember the amount, but some crazy amount. And people interview they say, you mean you bought this suit for this amount? This, this is a man of God living, even, even some of the celebrities don't live like these people. And you ask yourself, why would you, why would you spend such an amount of money on, on a piece of suit? And he's got them in chains like that. And they're questioning this man. And you can see this man is looking just, and I'm like, God help us. Why? That is a dysfunctional person. Who is looking for all kinds of fig leaves to cover himself? For what reason? To give a sense of reputation. You have this reputation. If, I mean, people who give, the, who express this, in other words, I'm bad, but I want to reflect a reputation that I'm good. When we do that, the moment we begin to live life, professing and trying to project a reputation, you know that the things of God is no longer with us. We are far away from the things of God. They were disqualified. I wish I had the time today. I would have loved to speak about God's strategy. Because in verse 17, after, you know, 
32,000 has gone, 10,000 were remain. God said, bring them to the waters. At the end of the day, 300 were qualified. Then you begin to see God unfold his plan and his strategy. Because, like I said, some of us in the church, particularly among those who claim they are part of what God is doing right now, they don't, they, they don't believe that God has strategy. And that spiritual things, amen, carry strategy. And when I mean strategy, I'm talking about strategy for life. We wrote a book not too long, you know, some times back, amen. Pattern for living. That, that material, of course, was based on the book of Proverbs. One of, still one of the best materials that we brought out. Pattern for living. How Solomon showed us values and principles in the word of God that will allow us to succeed in any area of life without compromising the values of God. That's what I'm talking about. When you are not a master in the things of the spirit, you cannot master the issues of life. When you are not a master in the things of the kingdom of God, you cannot handle money. You cannot even handle the wisdom of God. No. You can't handle knowledge. You cannot handle counsel. You cannot handle amen, what is called power or the fear of God. You will buckle. You will fall amen, when they throw certain things to you. When you come under certain place, certain influence, you will give in because amen, you have not learned the ways of the spirit. The ways of the spirit is what causes us, amen, to succeed and to excel in Babylon or in Egypt. Have you noticed that God had a plan? God, God had a plan of how to save, amen, not just you know, Daniel and his, and his brethren, but even the magicians, amen, of Egypt, when the king had a dream, he can't remember his dream, and he, he needed an interpretation, amen. The scripture says, hallelujah, that Daniel said, king, you don't need to kill nobody today. Let me go consult my God. I tell you, when you consult God, when you know how to consult the God of heaven and the God of the earth, God will tell you things. He will reveal things to you. And I'm telling you, the things that I have done. We used to counsel people, amen, in business. When I was in Nigeria, I used to have friends amen, who will invite me, you know, Wednesday and Fridays just to come and speak to their staff. You know why? Because they built their business on the principles of God. There are many who say, oh, we build our principles on the values of God, on the things of God. But they're borrowing all kinds of patterns they find on Google, they find on YouTube, they find on God knows where. They're all over the show. Then That's why God is not involved. God just folds his hand and is watching them. Watching them and they're running all over, running all over. And they say, no, no, this is kingdom business. No, this is God. No, no, no. You're lying. Because if it's the kingdom of God, then I should be seeing the time. I used, to, I used to read about the man called Novel Ace. Novel Ace, I've spoken about him several times. Yes, in the, in the early 90s, you know, going, you know, growing in the Lord. And I remember my pastor used to talk about Novel Ace, how this man of God, all right? I mean, he's, 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 he's a man in the marketplace, Novel Ace. And Novel Ace, you know, is into, you know, real estate, into, into all kinds of things. But the Novel Ace will not do anything except the Spirit of the Lord gives me clarity. Will not do anything except the spirit of the Lord tells him. No matter how 
lucrative the business is, no matter how hot that business is. Novoye said, no. I learned one thing. The Holy Spirit is my partner. In fact, I heard that word yesterday. The Holy Spirit is your best partner in business. The Holy Spirit is your best partner in business. If you're working, you can be working for somebody, working for yourself, all right? If the Holy Spirit is not your first partner, I cannot guarantee your success in that business. Because people will lie to you, amen. And the Holy Spirit will fold his hand, he's watching you. Why? Because you have not consulted him. Your ho the Holy Spirit should be the CEO, amen, of your company. He should be the one guiding and leading. He should be the one, amen, telling you what to do. Just like Christ is the head of the church, the church is beyond just, amen, some man standing behind the pulpit and preaching to people. The church, amen, is, is, is an influence of God, hallelujah, in the earth. When you have a church in the, in the home, in, in, in relationship, in marriage, amen, it will succeed. Because when the enemy comes to strike, the Lord will tell you what to do, hallelujah. If the Lord, amen, is sitting over your, your, your business, amen, in your workplace, the Spirit of the Lord will tell you what to do about that situation, amen. You will not need to liquidate. If, if things close, it will be because the Lord says, well, it's time that you shut this. I want to open a new door. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? We have to understand what the Lord is doing in this new day so that nobody come and lie to us and deceive us, amen, and frustrate the grace of God in our life, amen, and, and drag us away because you have not spent enough time to wait on the Lord, to listen, and to receive instruction. You think the things of God are not real. You will make, you will, you will go ahead, you will purchase that thing only for you to realize that you have made a mistake. It crumbles. I've seen it too many times you know some people will look at us and think this guy doesn't know anything he is this guy is just a he's just a noise maker oh you you, you you you're making a big mistake and we've counseled a lot of people in business and we'll continue to counsel them we'll continue to shed light amen God speaks to us, not just about business, but also even about, the, about, about politics, about you know, people in the marketplace, about people who are influencers of society. And, we, and, we, and, and we, we, we give them the word if the Lord will allow us to do that. What am I saying? I'm saying you need to wake up. You that you're listening to me. You're thinking, what are you talking about? You need to listen. You need to return back to the Lord. You need to return back to the ways of God. You need to return back to the divine pattern. You need to return back to the blueprint. Your church is not going to excel if you don't return back and find the divine blueprint. Amen. That business is not going to rise. Amen. You will promise you will do all kinds of things where it's not going to work because, amen, you're doing things by your own strength, by your own your might. For by strength shall no man prevail. What is the strength? Is your wisdom. For by strength shall no man prevail. You want to prevail. It's time to shift away from the, you know, uh, uh, the idea of reputation. He, the, the church of Sardis have this reputation of being alive. We know what it takes. We know what it means. We know how to make it work. Oh, you don't. You don't. You don't. If you do, then you must tell me how the Spirit tells you. We are blind. It is the Spirit of God that brings clarity. That brings direction to areas of our life. And if we follow, if we listen, if we walk in obedience to what the Spirit of God is saying, 
we will continue to abide in the vine as they prune us, amen, as the cut of those branches that, that are no longer bearing fruit, that are no longer pro producing. You see, in where I am, I am producing by the grace of God, amen, as I abide and listen to what the Lord is saying. And in the area, like I said, a few days ago, I, I, I finished a material. And I felt the Lord was saying to me, no, no, you need to go back to that material. There are other things I need you to add there. What do I do? I have to go back to it. He defines our success in life and in ministry. He defines, amen, our sense of approval. Not what we think. Not, you know, how we compare ourselves. Some people compare themselves with themselves and then they come up amen, and cancel you and say no you don't qualify. Who defines your qualification? Who defines what is true from what is lie? Who defines what is correct from what is error? It is the one who called you. And if you are committed and you are faithful to his standard guess what? You will not need to be afraid because what disqualified this you know uh, 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 32,000 you know able-bodied men who thought they were ready guess what they were all trained but after their training god disqualified them because their heart was not aligned this is the point that we're making so i want to encourage you this morning it's time to begin to engage the correction it's time to begin to allow the lord amen to bring you into the things that he wants you to you know Engage. Let me quickly read the scripture as I, as I round up. In verse 17 of Judges chapter 7. Gideon said, watch me. He told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly what I do. This is a powerful pattern. Do exactly what I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets then from all around the camp blow amen yes and shout for the lord and shout for the lord and for gideon shout for the lord and for gideon verse 19 gideon and and uh, and the hundred men remember now he had divided the on um, the 300 men into three parts three you know a uh, uh, parts 100 each part Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. Not night watch, not early watch, at the middle watch. Just after they had changed the guard. Just listen to this. Just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpet and broke the jars that were in their hand. The three companies blew the trumpet and smashed the jars. Grabbing the touches in their left hand, amen, and holding it and, 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 and holding it, amen, in their right hand, and did what? And they smashed it to the ground and they shouted for Gideon and for God. What happened? Victory came to them. What am I saying? God has a plan. God gave Gideon the plan. Gideon execute, executed the plan. He told the 300 guys, you must do exactly what I do. They did it to the letter. What happened? God gave them victory. Friends, God has 
a divine plan for what he is demanding of us in this new day god has a divine plan for what he is proclaiming in this new day god has a divine plan for what he is demanding of us let's move away let's shift away from the false reputation that we have it's time to engage it's time to yield it's time to surrender and it's time To lay in his presence until he comes. When he comes, we will know. When he finally comes, we will know. We will not be confused. When the day of Pentecost came, there was a corresponding action. That's the point. Father, we thank you. Your word is life to us. Your word is health to us. Your word brings direction to us. Your word brings leadership into our lives, into our space. This is the day of the rebuilding of our lives. We, the ecclesia. We, your nation. We, your people, your tribe in the earth. We thank you right now that as you continue to speak and walk in our lives, that you perfect the intentions we lay aside every guardedness, every lie, fear, doubt, discouragement. We repent, O oh God, from the trust that we have put in the, in the arm of flesh, in men who have disappointed us. We repent because your word says we must not put our trust in the arm of flesh for they will fail. We turn to you, Lord. We turn to you. We turn to you, our hope, our strength. Our grace, our life comes from you. We wait on you. Pour your water upon us. Cleanse every area of our life that we may become indeed ready again. Help us to rise up, O oh God, from our fear and feebleness and weak knees. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Father. One more scripture I'm going to read. In fact, I intended... To to share the scripture with us this morning but the time is fast spent but I'm going to read the scripture in Hebrews thank you Lord this will be my last scripture for today Hebrews chapter chapter 12 I'm going to take it from verse 12 therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees what is the word coming to us today? They are to strengthen. Amen. They are to strengthen us. They are to empower us. They are to enable us. Amen. To strengthen our feeble arms and weak knees. When, when the arms are weak and the knees amen, are feeble, it means we cannot stand. We are not able to stand. Not to talk of walking. And I think that is where the enemy has got in us. In a point, in a place where we, 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 are, we, are, we, are, we are short of strength. We are feeble hands and weak knees. Our hands cannot carry sword. We cannot carry our shield again. And we have no mobility. It says, therefore, you need to strengthen. These words that are coming to us are designed to strengthen us. To strengthen our hands and our weak knees. It says, make level every path for your feet. There are all kinds of dimensions that when we look at this you know, path, we can walk. 
because they are like covered with all kinds of you know uh, 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 obstacles and gravels and all of that it says make level you need the spirit of apostolic engineers to clear the path make levels make level paths for your feet that's the word of the lord this word was placed in my spirit i thought i was going to you know have time to, sh to share on this maybe we'll look at this more tomorrow by god's grace all right make level verse 13 make le make make level paths for your feet so that amen the lame may not be what disabled but rather be healed this word will bring healing to us it's bringing healing to us it's bringing life peace sustenance rejuvenation to us so father we thank you we bless you oh god thank you father for the concept of hebrews 12 12 we are strengthening in the name of jesus our feeble arms and weak knees we are making level paths for our feet yes so that the lame our lame feet and legs oh god may be healed may be healed may be healed we refuse this day to be to remain disabled. You are our enabler. The word says God is able to do. Exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever imagine or think. According to the power. That is at work. In us. Let your power continue to work in us. Awaken us. Awaken us to this new reality. Help us father. Help us to know that we need this strength, this, yes, rejuvenation. We need to strengthen our feeble arms and our weak knees. We need to make level, yes, for us, for ourselves, parts, oh God, yes, so we can journey, oh God, and not be disabled. Why? Because we are coming to a place called the mountain of God, Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. We are coming into the city, yes, of the living God. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that this word will bring healing to the body of Christ globally. From America, oh God, to South Africa, from South Africa to Nigeria, from Nigeria, oh God. Yes, Father, to Ghana, from Ghana, oh God, to Ivory Coast, to, to, to Cameroon, in the name of Jesus. This word will bring healing, yes, to men and women in Libya, in the name of Jesus. All the way in the name of Jesus, yes, Father. This word will bring deliverance, oh God, to people, oh God, in Kuwait, in Jesus' name. All the way, this word will bring healing to them in the Caribbean. We receive, we release healing power in the name of Jesus across the nations, across the land. Let your God, your power bring, yes, healing, the power of your word. Let it bring healing to every man, to every woman out there listening, oh God, and those who will be listening. We decree and we declare this word will bring correction. This word will bring alignment. This word will bring rebuke. This word will bring joy, peace, tranquility, but this word will bring us life. We bless you, oh God. We glorify your name. I thank you, Father, for everyone that has listen that will be listening i know this is an awkward time to bring a word like this yes but we are releasing this word to go forth to go forth and bring a testimony of a new order of a generation of people who are making 
yes, straight the paths that heaven has ordained for them who are strengthening their feeble arms and weak knees. We bless you, God, that we are healed from every sense of disability. Thank you for hope, for joy, peace. Thank you for righteousness, grace to stand before you, to continually proclaim and declare that your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done. We enter into the confluence of your prophetic intention for this day. We embrace the new life that you're giving to us. We are people of righteousness. Thank you for holiness that is calmly, that is beautiful unto you, God. We thank you that because we embrace holiness, we're able to see your ways and your intention. We thank you, Father. Your church is rising in this new day and the gates of hell will not prevail. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We bless the Lord once again for this beautiful word that heaven has laid before us. Let's continue, friends, to allow the word of God to guide our path, to direct our steps, to lead us to the point, to the place where we can continue to turn to the Lord. We want to continue to adjust ourselves until every area of our life is totally, completely aligned to God's prophetic intention for our day. Thank you for those who have joined us this morning. I really appreciate it. The time that you have spent to listen, to watch, is not a waste of time. It's an investment into your life and, of course, into the advancement of the body of Christ. So thank you so very much. May you continue to walk, amen, in the grace that this word has brought. May you take time to listen and continue to grow in it. Please listen to this word again and again until, amen, this word change your life. If this word has been a blessing to you, why don't you consider amen, sh sharing the, the link with somebody. Tell somebody amen, about what God is doing amen, on this uh, platform. Please, if you know people that have not joined uh, our, our network, that have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please you know, invite them to, to, to subscribe and we'll believe the Lord amen, to continue to minister to them and give them amen. Uh, uh, direction and you know wisdom regarding this uh, uh, voice that is coming. We want to believe God that we will continue to do our own path as the Lord amen, will enable us. It's not by might, it's not by power. Every word that amen, we release here are words that I also go back to amen, and listen to them. I can assure you of that. I listen to them because I am basically amen, a, 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 a channel, an instrument of conveying the mind of God. And so I don't see myself as, well, I preached it, so and that's it. No, no, no. After this message, all right, I listen. Sometimes I listen to the same broadcast two, three, four times. You know, I let this sink into area of my life because I understand the principle of God's word. Amen. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not listening to it once and think, well, well, yeah, I like it. And that's it. No, I can assure you the things that we said, you know, uh, last week. You've forgotten. There are messages that we have preached profound amen, that you know, I was saying to myself, we need to go back to those messages. We need to go back to those messages because those messages, I tell you, will continue to give us direction and perspective regarding what the Lord amen, is doing in our day. So we want to thank God amen, for the grace that heaven has, has given to us to bring the word of God. Of course, I'm not the best you know, orator and, you know, uh, in the things of God, but I, I tell you one thing, I've got a heart. I've got a desire. I've got a burden 
burden for the body of Christ. I've got a burden for the church. Amen. And because of that burden, I try as much as possible to look into my own life. God help me. Amen. To walk in alignment with your will. All right. Yes, we, we fall and we rise again. We fall and we rise again until we will one day finally have a standing, perpetual standing before him. Hallelujah. So that's our desire. That is our longing. And we believe God that will continue to bring forth the voice of God, the counsel of God. Please let's continue to pray for this nation. As you can see, South Africa needs a lot of prayer in this season and time. Uh, people will say, well, they're going to bring reform. They're going to bring transformation to the economy. I tell you, it's like we're just going from, from pan to fire, particularly in the area of energy. I don't understand what is going on in Africa that we cannot solve this problem of energy once and for all. How do we develop the economy if we don't have stable you know, energy, if we don't have stable you know, internet connectivity? How do we do that? So we pray that God will touch the heart of our leaders so they can invest once and for all in this area so that every other thing, you, you want to develop you know, your economy in all, whatever sector, they all hinge on this too. Amen. Good electricity and of course, good communication. So thank you everyone. We'll continue to pray for South Africa and of course to Africa, to the continent of our, of this beloved you know, our, our nation that God has given to us. We love Africa. We'll continue to pray. But our prayer, amen, is not limited to Africa because God has children across the globe. So we'll continue to pray for amen, people across the globe. We love people in America. We love them as they love us, as they love our message. We love them. We'll continue to pray for them. And of course, even those in Europe will continue to pray. Hallelujah. The earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you everyone for watching, for listening this morning. Have yourself a wonderful afternoon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Love you all.